0: I am Sarah-Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Monday. I hope your weekend treated you well. Over my weekend, I had a really exciting moment. (laughs) Um, I'm being a little dramatic here for that. I think no one else is going to qualify. This is a very exciting moment. But for me, it was on Friday I took a little stroll through our yard. I'm doing a nature journal right now, which if you've been listening to the podcast I've talked way too much about for the excitement that is a nature journal. But I am doing a nature journal and so I take a little walk through my yard every day to see if anything's changed. And on Friday I hadn't seen anything really new pop up other than the dandelions. But then on Saturday morning, I opened my blinds and the dogwood trees in my yard, there's two of them, were in full bloom, like completely opened overnight. And I I don't know why that's so exciting to me. It was just so fun to see them go from just nothing, barely even like buds, to being fully awake and alive the very next day, like mind blown. It was so cool to notice. I've been moving so fast my whole life, you know, that like noticing these things is relatively new to me. I really think that started for me during the pandemic because I was home every day and I was trying to breathe life into my existence. (laughs) And um, so I started to really notice nature for probably the very first time. And so yeah, I, I'm still, feel I feel like a toddler in observing nature as a practice, you know, kind of am a toddler at it. But it's very exciting. Um, other three other good things from the past week. It, my mint is coming back. Uh, my time started coming back a few weeks ago and I got nervous that my mint wouldn't from my herb garden the last couple years, which my mint usually comes back first in full force and I haven't seen it start to turn green yet and we're back. It's coming back. I'm very excited. The second is that my coaching program is fully booked as of today. I'm so excited to move into this phase of working with clients and really getting to be of service and support and hopefully I'll get to do this again in the fall should this Season go well and it be, you know, more sustainable than I've thought it would be in the past. So as long as it's sustainable in my schedule and everything feels great, which I'm sure it will, we will um, do this again. So I'll create a wait list for us for the next round, should you be interested in that. And number three is I read outside this morning with my coffee. It's finally warm enough for me to spend the mornings outside. This is one of my favorite things that I get to do in the warmer months. Um, I just take my coffee and my book outside and it feels like camping. Like you're waking up with the morning, the birds are chirping, the air is warm but like crisp. And your warm coffee feels so comforting. I am so, I'm just, I I can't wait to even do it again tomorrow. I honestly look forward to it so much. Okay, so this week I've been thinking about building a trusting relationship to our bodies. You know, trusting our bodies is such an important aspect of self-care and overall well-being, But so many elements of our society are training us, literally training us to do the exact opposite. We have diet culture and societal beauty standards, like a literal multi-billion dollar industry that profits off of our lack of self-trust. Like literally implants insecurities into us and then makes money off of us trying to buy the solutions they told us we needed. hmm Second is our healthcare system. Honestly, it focuses so much on treating symptoms that we struggle to get truly diagnosed and healed. If you have ever gone through a chronic health journey, I am with you in this like pain point of, you know, you know something's going on with your body, but the, the whole healthcare system is saying like, ignore it. Just tell us what the symptoms are and we'll just like Give you the medicine you need to treat these symptoms instead of actually like understanding what's going on with your body deeper so you can actually try to heal it. It's weird, right? Like, it's strange that we do this as a society. Like, the third is purity culture. Like, many of us are trained from a very young age to despise one of the most elemental things about being a person and having a body. Like, Think about that, like from the young, uh, such a young age, we're taught to reject ourselves, reject our impulses, reject our, like, don't trust your body's natural inclinations. So if we take this into consideration, these factors can really contribute to a culture that promotes external ideals and messages about our bodies, rather than teaching us to trust our bodies and to build a sense of intuition. When in reality our bodies are incredibly complex and sophisticated machines that are capable of sending us the signals and feedback that we need so we're trained and in some cases indoctrinated to ignore or dismiss our signals that our bodies are sending us instead valuing external sources of approval information and advice Trusting the stories that our male pastors tell us about our bodies or the stories that marketing teams convince us to buy into. So my hope is that this week on the podcast can be an invitation to tune in and listen to your body. Because when we don't trust our bodies, we ignore important signals and feedback that our body is giving to us about what feels good, what's right, what's safe. And this can lead to a disconnection between our mind and our body, making it difficult to understand and respond to our physical and emotional needs, right? I get an input, I don't respond to that input, and then I I lose touch with who I am, what I want, how I feel, what feels good to me, what doesn't feel good to me. And this can honestly result in a variety of negative consequences like chronic stress, anxiety, physical symptoms like headaches, digestive issues, fatigue. When we don't trust our bodies, we may rely heavily on external sources of information and validation, which may not always be in alignment with our own needs and preferences. So we may feel confused, frustrated or even disempowered. When we learn to listen to what our bodies are trying to tell us, we can develop a better understanding of our own needs and make choices that support our physical and emotional well-being. This involves paying attention to sensations, emotions and reactions, and learning to trust our intuition. Because ultimately, when we trust our bodies, we cultivate a deeper sense of self-awareness and empowerment, which ultimately impacts our health, our quality of life, our self-esteem in only positive ways. So how do we build trust with our body? I think it's important to note first that it does take time, right? It takes effort. It's not just like something that happens overnight but it is an important step toward the larger goal of overall self-trust. So the first thing to do is pay attention to your sensations. Start by tuning in, paying attention to physical sensations in your body, and this can include noticing things like hunger, thirst, fatigue, pain, tension, and not necessarily looking for a solution or trying to fix these things, but just saying, Whoa, I'm, I'm noticing a pain in my chest. I'm noticing a tension in my chest. I'm finding it hard to get a full deep breath. Or I'm noticing that I tensed up when that was mentioned. The second is practice true self-care. Like taking care of your body through regular movement, hydration, getting enough sleep it can really help to build a positive relationship with your body if you're showing yourself that you take care of it. And this isn't about metric-based goals, right? I'm not saying you need to look different or sh- change your body or hurt hurt your body through restriction. I'm saying that you give your body what it needs to thrive. You know, Regular movement, lots of water, sleep. <laughs> Foods that give you a variety of experiences, you know, like fiber, fat, protein, like carbs, like give yourself what your body needs to run. Three, listen to your intuition. Trust your instincts, making decisions about your body specifically, and this means taking into account how you feel physically, emotionally, and mentally, and making choices that feel right for you. I think oftentimes we overcomplicate intuition, and we think like, what is the, what is the true intuitive voice here? Uh, is that my anxiety or is it my intuition? I know my anxiety asks this question all the time, but it's really as simple as consider how you feel physically, emotionally, and mentally, and make choices that are right for you. And we're going to get more into that on Wednesday's episode when we talk about intuitive eating. But number four is be patient and compassionate with yourself. It's so important that we enter into this work with building trust with our bodies through the lens of grace and love, right? Like, it's just like any other relationship. We're not going to, like, hammer in and pound out, like, power through a relational bridge that needs to be built instead we it's important that we're patient and compassionate with ourselves as we build trust with our body so don't judge or criticize yourself for any of your emotional or physical experiences as you start to notice notice them with neutrality not judgment try to approach yourself with kindness and understanding just like you would with another person who you were trying to build a relationship with And honestly, kind of to wrap this up, like, I don't think that we ever really reach a place where we are 100% there and trust our bodies no matter what. I more so think it's a relationship like any other, right? We build trust. It gets easier over time, but we may have to be reminded to keep showing up. So. Again, we're going deeper into this conversation in both Wednesday and Friday's episodes, so I'm so excited that we're just kind of spending a week with our bodies this week. Now, in terms of what went on behind the scenes over here, last week I booked out my coaching program. Um, I made us the loveliest lunch, and I'm just going to share the recipe with you through the podcast. Um, I used the kale and cashew pesto from Trader Joe's, and just put that and some feta cheese on some pasta. Easy peasy. But then the real highlight of the show was the toast that I made to go on the side, friends. Oh my gosh, it was so good. I We had some wild grain sourdough. If you don't know what wild grain is, it's a like a basically carbohydrate subscription where they send you sourdough baked goods that are frozen that you can just bake in the oven. So I had baked some bread the day before and I just sliced up some bread, I toasted it, and then I cooked some cherry tomatoes until they burst in on just the stovetop with some garlic and some olive oil. And I just turned it into kind of like a little jam and then right toward the end, I put in some chili onion crunch from Trader Joe's. And I just stewed that up with some salt and pepper, put that on the toast. And oh my gosh, it was one of the best things I have ever made. I was honestly just trying to clean out the fridge and get through some some of the stuff we had in there. And ended up making like one of the best things ever I've ever made. It was so good. So, Let me know if you try it. DM me on Instagram and let me know. The third thing I did last week is that I read Little Women. I've seen the movies, but I'd never read the book before. And it's very different. Like, the characters are very different. And what I would type the characters based off of the movies versus the book is very different. So that was interesting. I also feel like Amy really got the short end of the stick in the movies but in the book, I'm like, she's the hero. Like, to me, she's the protagonist. Um, but Joe is also a really cool character. I think Joe is actually an 8 based off of the book. And watching the movies, I always saw her as like a 4 or a 5. But reading the book, I'm like, oh, girl's an 8. Like <laughs> She's a hardcore 8. So that was really fun. And things I'm feeling vulnerable about, you know, I'm a little bit feeling vulnerable about managing my schedule in the coming months, um, just kind of navigating having more meetings on my schedule, how that's going to work. But I've been preparing for it. I, I'm, I've am i created some space, so hopefully it works out totally fine, but we'll see how it goes. I'm so excited about it that I don't think it'll matter too much. I think we'll, we'll figure it out. I'm feeling proud of streamlining my onboarding process for new clients using HoneyBook. So if you don't know what onboarding is, it's basically just, especially with coaching clients, it's like all of the paperwork they need to do, kind of getting them the lay of the land for how the program is going to work and what like the parameters are, what to expect, and I haven't done one-on-one work in in a few years like to this capacity. Like I've done one-offs but not like a program. And I forgot just like how pleasurable it is to create an onboarding system for yourself and Honeybook makes it really easy. I love I love working with them. So getting it set up was really I don't know, it was very fun. It's very it was, I have like some clients to onboard today and I'm like, "Woo, I get to go" Put in some clients in my system. <laughs> I'm such a nerd, but I feel really proud of it. I also feel proud of prioritizing where my energy is right now and listening to what I feel called to, even when it's hard. So, like we've talked about, like I've made a lot of shifts in the business, and I I tend to do that. You know, I listen to myself and I make adjustments, and that's something that can be de incentivized by our culture and by business culture, but. I'm really proud of myself every time I do it. And I've been feeling so much like I just want to connect with my audience. I want to feel like human to human connection. And listening to that, adjusting, building the coaching program, that has been such a cool thing to watch myself do. Like, I just feel so proud of it. And, you know, bringing the podcast down to three days a week is part of that journey. And friends who love the YouTube channel... I'm gonna break the news here to you first. Um, I am taking the YouTube down to once a month instead of once a week just because I need to prioritize my energy and that's not a high priority. it's It's more of like a hobby for me and as much as I love it, I can't I can't justify the amount of time and energy that it takes. To continue doing in the wake of my current work schedule if that makes sense but I'm you know I'm proud of myself for continuously listening to my body and my heart and my mind and making adjustments accordingly that feels really good and when it comes to core desired feelings in April I'm not set in stone on these but this is what I think I'm going to choose for my core desired feelings so that's what we'll use this week I think I'm going to use energized sociable and free and this week I'm gonna feel energized by playing tennis at least one time and I'm I'm gonna feel sociable by seeing some friends from college this week and I'll feel free by taking some days to travel with our kiddo for their spring break so they have spring break this week so I think we're gonna go on a little trip where we're going to see some college friends of ours, do some like museum type stuff. That'll feel really good. And my self-care challenge this week. Last week, uh, my challenge was to let myself rest in the morning on Tuesday and Thursday. And, you know, I did do that on Thursday. I didn't so much on Tuesday. I also was supposed to take myself on a lunch date after therapy, And I didn't really do that either. Um, I really felt a bit rushed to get back to the office, honestly. And on Tuesday, I just had a lot of work to do. And so um, I actually ended up working like a nine hour day on Tuesday, which was supposed to be my lightest day of the week. So that's cute. (laughs) um, But Thursday, I did great. I moved slow. I let myself work at a weird pace. I didn't put a ton of pressure on myself. That felt really, really good. And this week, I'm going to take care of myself by going to the art supply store in the Botanical Gardens for a little self-date moment. And what's coming up in terms of content this week? So on the podcast, Wednesday, we're going to talk about keeping our relationship to our bodies through intuitive eating. Friday, I'm sharing a conversation I had with Evie Jenner about living by our cycle. Make sure that you listen to this if you have a menstrual cycle or if you love someone who has a menstrual cycle. It is so, so good and gives you so much understanding into the rhythms that people who have menstrual cycles are going through. So it can really help you understand shifts in energy and expectation. And then on YouTube, I took last week off of YouTube and this week I'm doing a get ready with me and a chat about... The upcoming changes that are going on over there. All in all, you know, this week is an invitation to build a trusting, loving relationship to your body. So let's end today with a quick and simple quote from Martha Graham. The body never lies. Listen to it. All right, friends, as always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. And I will see you Wednesday for the next one.